I don't, I don't, um. Do you have like a story day? We used to start off with, actually, do you have a bonkers book rack? We haven't done that. Do I? Let me see. I'm trying to think what I've read recently that could work for I know. This. We have a bonkers book situation, which is at Sarah McLean. <laughs> that bonkers book situation, <laughs> that took me out. Y'all don't understand. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you saw Sarah McLean post our like bingo boards and tagged us, which is how we ended up gaining like 200 followers overnight, basically, or like oh, in like 24 hours or something. Our phones were going off like crazy. I was like minding my business. Uh, I settled in to read a book at like 10 p.m. <laughs> and then I saw um, a shout out to Faded Mates, a podcast that, mm-hmm. you know, the one, the only. You probably know you it. You probably I would know assume. it. Uh, it's great. Fantastic. Whatever. They followed me and also Hannah and also our account on Twitter. But they didn't like retweet anything. They just followed us. And I was like, mm-hmm. huh. Celebrity <laughs> sighting. Um, cool. 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 You love to see it. That's fun. And then like, I don't know, half an hour later, something like that. All of a sudden, Sarah McLean mentioned you in a comment. And I said, huh? And then I went to Instagram, and sure enough, she had posted our bingo boards and not, like, crossed up all the ones that she had written and then recommended listening to our podcast, which, by the way, if you're just now listening to us, coming to us from Sarah McLean's recommendation, I don't think Sarah's actually listened to our I, – no. I mean, wow, if she did, that's crazy. Um, That would be amazing. However, probably she hasn't, so I feel the need to tell you this is chaos. It is – unrivaled i think in terms of chaos We're, i think like not smart <laughs> i was honestly okay to, to plug us a little bit um after our moment of fame i went back and like watched our like snippets that caroline like picks out for our reels and by god we're funny we are funny i'll give us that but we are also like unhinged but yeah it's it's funniness coming from the unhinged not really that we're like trying to be funny i just just how our brains i don't want like if you listen to faded man they are so like brilliant oh yeah and they can like take apart romance like talk about the Mm -hmm. history of the genre like really bring some nuance they are fascinating to listen to that's not really our vibe we are just maniacs who listen i mean read a lot of historical romance yeah and we decided to record (laughs) the chaos that is our conversation every time we talk Mm -hmm. so just to like manage your expectations (laughs) yeah you can you can you can go to faded mates for like everything and then you can go us when you like i don't know what was that tweet Um, that we just saw that was like i don't listen to become smarter i listen to uh yes to hear two people who know each other too well just Whatever they said, like, talk for 50 minutes or whatever, that's us. That's our vibe. I retweeted that, but I don't know where it is. Um, But, yeah, we have learned a lot about each other (laughs) in a very short time. Um, And we did not know each other before this podcast. Um, Somehow we became mutuals. I think it was on Instagram. Um, I don't quite know how that all happened. I somehow got on Caroline's close friend story um and then she she asked that if people wanted to be in a book club um and i was like yep and then we a lot of times it was just us on the call so then (laughs) we were just like we could record this well actually our friend kylie said that she would listen to us talk because we were already spending all of our time talking about the most unhinged romances we'd ever read historically mostly yeah and there's only so much you can talk about, like, on social media before, like, people just refuse to listen anymore. And so, like, you can totally refuse to listen to this. Like, that's your prerogative. But at least this is, like, a separate format where, like, you have to actively choose to engage. That's true. Feel yeah. free to hop off if at any time you're like, I don't like this. That's fine. You are entitled to that. Goodbye. However, we and- will be recording even if we're the only ones listening. literally oh yeah okay so the tweet was i don't listen to podcasts to learn something beneficial in fact i'm actively against bettering myself i listen to podcasts to hear two complete freaks who are over familiar with each other spout nonsense for 50 minutes and then in time to adopt their speech patterns myself yeah that's our so much it happens so much with youtubers i like start talking like them it's bad oh that has not i'm not i've never been a youtube person oh i 
I have a weird, I have like anti MLM. Like I have like one of those people that I watch and then I have like very weird um, niche YouTube things like ex-Mormons for some reason I got on that. It was like recommended to me. So I just watch a bunch of like ex-Mormons talk okay. <laughs> about <laughs> being in the Mormon church. Sure. I know. I I missed YouTube. I very, very briefly in the early day, like middle school, I watched like Bethany Moda. She was like, oh, a, see, I missed like all those. Passionate, but that was the only one. I wasn't watching like gotcha. a ton of YouTube. I just liked her videos and like she mm-hmm. would do little like back to school outfits and like makeup tutorial, like things like that, that I would watch occasionally and not for very long. But that's the only one that ever uh, like I don't I like watched some of Jenna Marbles video, but not mm-hmm. like I wasn't mm-hmm. like a watcher of Jenna Marbles. She was just one of the only people that I recognized. And I thought some of her videos were yep. funny, but I was never like a YouTube watcher. Yeah. I would like to look at, like, BookTube because there's a lot of people yeah. – BookTube is really big. But I just uh, – long-form video content isn't my – I I like it a lot when I'm doing my skincare and, like, brushing mm. my teeth and stuff. Like, I just, like, pop on a video. Um, and if I'm, like, tired of my audiobook but don't want to, like, invest in a show, like, I'll, like, see if any of the ones I follow have, like, a new video. Um, or if I'm, like, eating lunch, like, my lunch break, um, I, like, pop on a video for – like that duration um see i'm more likely to throw on a podcast or music if mm. i'm if i'm not in the mood for my audiobook i suppose that makes that does make sense that and we have a podcast so <laughs> could. that's not why that's no just... no but <laughs> I, um so yeah you listen to our pod like if you whatever moment you have you throw us on um screw youtube <laughs> gotta self-promote <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> Using that marketing skill. We're, we're, yeah. I, grad school taught me so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Um, I don't – yeah, I don't think I really read any, like, crazy bonker book situations. I um, mean, they're actually – dang. I, I know. Like, I've read a lot of face-sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there face-sitting in this one? There was face sitting in Mind Till Midnight by Lisa Kleypas. It was very vet. Like, I didn't know. I was like, okay, wait, where's she kneeling? I didn't. It took me a second. Yeah. Yeah. I had to reread it multiple times. I was like, is she kneeling? All right. It didn't like, take me that long. I just rewound the audiobook. Oh, okay. Well, I had I had the physical copy. Um, So I had to like read, like go back. I was like, is she like, where on his body is she kneeling? And then I was I like, mean, wait, his like, mouth is like on her. It was yeah. a little, it just, it took me a second because it was like kneeling over him. And then yeah. something about his mouth. And I was like, T, are we here? Yeah. And I rewound. Exactly. Like, I thought it was – I thought she was going to, like, straddle him for, like, yeehaw time. But, but no. it was yeehaw of the face variety. Um, but, yeah, I have been reading a lot of <laughs> – that's a very disappointed look. Yeehaw um, of the face variety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But there was a somebody was a needs to make a bingo board of romance your TBR bingo, and it's every time that you. I actually don't know how I would put that on a square. Sometimes you just say things <laughs> that like hurt me. <laughs> um, like, anytime that I say things that hurt Caroline, anytime I put a dollar in the Twilight or Shrek jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. Welcome um, to Romance or TBR. Um, <laughs> um, I'm Hannah, and I hurt Caroline. I'm Caroline. We need those, those, you know, those T-shirts that's like I'm with stupid, and then the I'm <laughs> stupid. It's the I hurt. I hurt. I hurt. I hurt Caroline. I'm Caroline. <laughs> if anyone has a T-shirt business. No, um, if anyone has a t-shirt business, I still need somebody to make me the um the one from Immortals After Dark. Yes. The um oh, uh, um a double double toil and trouble motherfucker, you've been cursed. That's a good one. I want that on a t-shirt. You haven't you haven't read the book yet, but my one to adopt is That's My Evil Bitch. <laughs> From um, Rydstrom's book. Here we go. Double t-shirts. That's my evil bitch with an arrow and then evil bitch. <laughs> please, 
please, someone who can make my friend, My friend Mal, she actually does have uh, Creating Sunshine Co. She she made, actually, she made for Christmas, all of us, um, she made me the sweatshirt that has our logo on it. Um, and <laughs> she made one for our two other friends, too. <laughs> so now we're all just walking around with, with your logo. Our podcast logo. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's adorable. Um, I, I thought you meant fringe book reviews. And I was oh, like, no. wow, they're so supportive. My, but my friend got me a fringe book reviews uh, book, like, embosser thing. Like a book. Yeah, stand. I saw that. I have one of those. That was so cute. Um, I'll talk to her about making. <laughs> Wait, when? Why our, did they not make me a romance or TBR <laughs> sweatshirt? I'm, I'll pay money. I'll cover, I will let her know. I'll cover this shit. I'll pay. It's you fine. My. <laughs> My face when I opened it, we were all in Barnes Noble. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is a dream." Um, yeah, it's beautiful. I will show it to you after this because it's over there. Um, and then I will commission, okay, <laughs> our evil bitch, um, and toil and trouble. Damn, um, all I want in this. I could never wear it around the house. No, my parents would be I, like, "What are you wearing?" They got mad I because have... I have a friend who got me a mug that says brunch bitches on it because we were our like fr- oh, that was what we called yeah. ourselves because that's what we did that was all like when we had time well i'm not friends mm-hmm. with either of them really anymore but at the uh, time we tea. would go to brunch a lot and so for one holiday she got us brunch bitches mugs and gotcha. my dad saw it and was like caroline what is that why does it why and i was like because we're the <laughs> yeah he doesn't um, understand the whole like using bitch affectionately thing. yeah he does. I've yeah. tried to explain it. It doesn't process. <laughs> I went through a phase on Twitter where um I was a really big fan of like she rates dogs, mm-hmm. um and I bought her merch uh, when she first came out with it. And one of them I bought is girls fuck, uh, which is more so just like you know, like if someone fucks like you know, but maybe like internet lingo doesn't translate to for my forty plus year old parents no we're like what yeah i was like yeah so that was not the best choice but it was cute and it was pink and white so i don't really wear it but i do love it um yeah well i did get my mom who doesn't do profanity uh i did get her to wear matching the bitches back shirts with me for the elton concert that we went to disappointed both my older brothers (laughs) they were like what why? And on this on this podcast, we do profanity. <laughs> Why? Add another check to the bingo board. Why would you say it this way? Why would you do that? Because <laughs> you said it that way. She doesn't do profanity. Then yeah, do but profanity. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I am in agony. Not and where is the hope? No. Oh Christ! Oh, her delicate toes. Oh Christ! Oh, Christ. When the HarperCollins strike ends, boy, will we be reading some Lorraine Heath. I am so excited. Um, she is just, she knows what to do. Um, but back to the face sitting. Yeah. The, back to the um, topic of the day. The topic of the day. Uh, Heartbreaker by Sarah McLean. Uh, disclaimer, it's a HarperCollins title. We support the union. Um, but it does does have face sitting um but a day until forever by aaron langston it is a novella if you subscribe to her newsletter face sitting um it's like it's in like an uh, like abandoned like mill and it's like really disgusting so like they can't like do much besides sit like she can't like she just has to sit on his face because that's like the only clean space <laughs> mm, sure um was get thee off my lawn that you, had face sitting you're just listing face sitting instances yeah i am okay <laughs> um i feel like now there's like a few others but those are the two uh novellas that have face sitting so there you go yeah and that again ties into mind till midnight by lisa clapis yeah our topic for today is not face sitting unfortunately no. our topic well, for today is mind till midnight tangentially don't, don't say well that's not the <laughs> subject of this podcast episode it's always the subject we're talking about mind till midnight by lisa clapis um we are i'm not sure when we actually need to like move some of our dates around, I think, for upcoming episodes. But because uh, I'm not sure exactly when the next, when uh, what you call it at sunrise, sunset, whatever. Yes, I feel seduce like me at sunrise, whatever that one is. So, I don't know when that seduce up- me, seduce me at sunrise. That's what I think so. I don't know. The next one. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just not sure exactly when our episode on that one will come out. Mm-hmm. But if you're like reading along with us, that'll happen. 
yeah at some point yeah and i feel like we i like i'm i immediately want to read that one so we may have to record (laughs) sooner than we post it because i'm eager to see where these books go yes um but yeah so i don't know we'll figure it out but that one is coming at some point yes so we're reading them reading them mine till midnight yep and we have to address the from st martin's press yep yep so we can review um and talk about them I just wanted to get the elephant in the room out of the way yeah. right off the bat so we can talk about the rest of the book, which is yeah. that this is a problematic book. Uh, presumably Very. the next one will be too. I don't know how yeah. much shows I've, up in the later books in the series. I've heard that people skip or like have skipped or like the first two are the main okay. culprits. And I think in that I can link it below, but there's a spreadsheet that has all like the changes that Lisa has made. To her books, and I think it's the first three. I think the third one may have, like, a consent issue or something okay. that she may be edited. Um, but I think that the first two were the main ones of this series. So for those of y'all who don't know, some of Lisa Kleypas's especially older books, although also some of the Raven Alls, but mostly some mm-hmm. of her older ones have been edited and updated and reissued. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of, like, the audiobooks and ebooks and things will be updated depending on where you get them. Um, and any of the new covers are probably updated and edited versus, like, the original uh, copies, copies of the books will have yeah. the original um, books. Most of the time, it's for things like consent issues, which I have mixed feelings about because on the one hand, I understand wanting to be like, you know, this doesn't really reflect – it didn't age well. Mm-hmm. And like Maybe the it doesn't reflect, like, yeah. the, her beliefs now, whatever it is. But I also have complicated feelings about non-consent and dubious consent in romance because I think a lot of times it can be doing something really interesting. Mm-hmm. And if it's from an older romance, you know, they're a product of their time. And sometimes you just have to, like, take the problematic and acknowledge that it's problematic, but also recognize where this is coming out of. However, in the case of the Hathaways, uh, it's not just dubious Oof. consent issues. It is... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak to the second book, but the first yeah. one, Cam, is uh, Romani. Mm-hmm. And boy, I mean, I, re- I listened to the audiobook, which was updated. And so there was yes. still some odd, like, exoticizing going on. It wasn't as bad as I was anticipating, I think, because it was the updated one. But I know yeah. you had a hard time. I read the, the original step back version because um, I don't think I even own the revised uh, physical copy and I didn't want to do the audiobook because I don't like the narrator and it just wasn't going to end well for me in that sense. Um, so then, and I like forgot that this was going to happen. So then I started, I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I had to like take a little nap. <laughs> I like started it and I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to put a bookmark in that and then come back to it. Um, there was a lot there. Were, there was like, slurs and like caroline's like just exotic like i don't like we don't know enough yeah i was gonna say like we don't know enough well and so that's the other thing i tried doing some research to see if somebody had like gone really in depth and picked apart like here are the problems with the characterization of cam and the romani people Mm -hmm. because i don't know we are not well versed in romani culture so i cannot tell you like oh this is not an accurate representation versus like oh i've seen some reviews where they were like it actually seems like she did a lot of research um so like uh, we are not knowledgeable in this area so like we can't really speak to how much of the characterization and how much of the representation of the romani people was Mm -hmm. like making it sound very supernatural and mystic versus how much was actually very well done um but i can say definitely there was a lot of well in in my version there wasn't a ton it seems like the thing that was mainly updated was there's no longer any slurs except yeah. for when a character is being like like they are in the wrong they are being racist to Cam. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there'll be and like that's when you get like oh you're uncivilized um or like the use of different slurs saying that he's not good enough to marry the heroine etc. Um but for the but outside of that the narrative and any characters that we're supposed to agree with use like he's a Rom or and that's like the, the Romani, right? Because I got the <laughs> versus you got the full blast. The other, 
Like Westcliff had some lines, Leo had yeah. some lines. I was like, oh my god. So I do think for the most, like, it was okay reading. Like I could still, yeah. there was still some like kind of exoticizing Cam. Um, he was a little like mysterious. He's a little othered. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. I, it definitely wasn't as bad as your reading experience. Yes. It was just and kind of odd. I will say, though, that it did work, I guess. Like, I'm happy that the audiobook was updated, like, before, like, anything else. Just because, like, when you're reading a physical book, my, my I can just, like, skim right over. But it's hard to know in an audiobook, like, how far you can just, like, skip ahead or, like, have to bump things. Um, like, there's a scene towards the end where a character is just – Spoilers. We're going to talk about spoilers. Yeah. Uh, So our enemy, Christopher Frost, um, says some really bad things to Cam. And Caroline was like, that was horrible. And I was like, that's not even in the original copy. Like, she's reading the updated. So I don't even know how bad it was in the original. But I just skimmed right on over it. I I mean, I didn't. You're far more uncomfortable reading like yeah. you had to skim it. I didn't have an issue. Like I wasn't like, oh my god, I wish I could skip this. It just made me want to fight Christopher Frost. Yeah, I mean, was, at like, that point, I already wanted like I just racist classes piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like one of those instances where, like he he is using mm-hmm. slurs and he yep. is saying like calling him uncivilized and things. Which outside of that, in the updated version, there wasn't a ton of. It was like the mostly, main character, like Amelia, wouldn't. Yeah, it was for the yeah. most part, with a couple of exceptions, for the most part, it was much better about, like, either Cam would say, like, oh, they're trying to civilize me, or, like, somebody who mm-hmm. is, it, like, a bad character is saying, like, oh, the, you you brute, uncivilized, whatever it is. Um, you, you don't, you're not fit to marry her, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all of this to say go in with a grain of salt, depending on which mm-hmm. version you're reading, even in the updated one. There's still some not great, like, exoticizing. And also, like, again, I don't know enough to say, like, this was an appropriate depiction of Romani culture or if it was, like, really mysticized or what. So I I don't know. Mm -hmm. But just be aware of that going in if you have not read it yet. Um, Or if you have. Yeah. And check the copyright. I think some ebooks weren't updated and they still said they had like the 2007 copyright. There was like an article that mentioned it. I don't know if that's since been updated. Um, so just like if you want to know like anything with a re- more recent copyright, um, like the current audiobooks, they're all updated. And um, like the, it's like 2021 or something like that. Um, so that's that. And there is one other scene. Uh, there was like, Something with bees. I don't. I still don't know what. The I don't know what there. that is. But there was an um, a dubious consent scene that was changed. Mm-hmm. Their second uh, sex scene, like full sex scene, which um, I'd like to read to compare because I saw excerpts yeah. from it. I understand mm-hmm. why. I do, but again, I'm far more comfortable with like dubious consent in romance. Yeah. Yeah, I, that one that. Because I, I also read um, the – it happened when Autumn. I read the physical copy of that. Um, and it was also that same kind of, like, she was drunk. Um, and that's when they first, like, had sex. It wasn't the I, same. It was just – that one, she's drunk. This yeah. one – Yeah, no, it's, she, it's not the same situation. But oh, gotcha. I, I read, like, the original scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think she also deleted the ring shopping scene in Secrets of a Summer Night. I, like, was talking to you about it, and you were like, what are yeah, you – Yeah, there was a <laughs> – a whole scene where he gets her a ring and i was like what ring i, don't, I was like it was a cool scene and then you're like what I don't, uh, I don't really know why that one was taken out um who knows but just yeah. and like you said we'll link that spreadsheet so if you're ever yes. curious about like is this an updated one is there something changed that i need to mm-hmm. be aware of that'll be there yeah. and um, we didn't we didn't make this spreadsheet um yeah. it's from a facebook group that i'm in they said you know it's free to share um i don't know if everything's still accurate accurately reflected in there it was made you know a while ago um but it is interesting to look at if you want to know uh what versions of books to read based on um your interests of that kind of thing yeah because if like for example him sleeping with her when she's drunk is going to be a thing that you're super uncomfortable with i would go with an updated updated. version versus i like that's not a thing that bothers me 
Um, in real life, it would, for the record. Yes. That is a thing that should not happen in real life. However, no. in the context of this book, it was a really interesting scene. And I think she made that choice for a reason. I think I my thing is I'm just like, they probably did that for a like the the author yes. is not condoning it just because mm-hmm. it's in the romance novel. And it's and uh, yeah, it, this is romance is not a people have said this before, so I'm not going to get on my soapbox too much. But like romance novels aren't a guide. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do bad things. Frequent, frequently, I frequently, would, you know, and just you because know. it works doesn't mean it's good. Anyway, yeah. um, but that's a that's a big one with Lisa Clayfuss's especially older books. Watch which versions you're reading. Anyway, so that's our spiel about the problematic representation mm-hmm. of Romani characters. I'm sure it will come up again in the second book because Mary Penn is also a Rom. Yes. So. Yep. Um. As for this book, I was interested to see Cam's character because obviously I love Scandal and Spring, and Daisy has this whole random scene where it's so her weird Cam, where her and Cam make out in this like hate like it just feels like a weird hazy vignette that yeah. like feels like a fever dream where it like works to like show Daisy like I don't know that she wants some I don't what does it do. I, d- I don't. I'm trying. I read I that really and I was know. like, okay. Because I, I think I think I've heard that she was trying to set them up, and then she realized they were just like too similar, and she didn't want to write that book. So I think she like pivoted to Matthew Swift, um, which I do think Daisy and Cam would be a a weird, you know, yeah, like situation. She's too. And it, he needed Amelia's like down to earth. Yeah. Ironic. Because she's, like, grounding him and his whole thing is that he wants to, like, go live the Romani lifestyle, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, might be part of the, like, weird characterization. Yeah, I don't. Um, um, but. Yeah, that that whole random makeup was in, was it the, in the autumn book? Because then we got Scandal in Spring and I was reading. I was like, wait, who is this Matthew Swift person? Was it? Autumn? I think I it was, it was the- winter. Oh, winter. Duh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Winter came before spring. Because we, didn't, so it was we in, didn't see the club yep. until winter. Yep, you're right. So it was like the winter um, book. It is a weird scene. And then, yeah. But so. we haven't met Cam before. I really liked mm-hmm. Cam in Devil in Winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I like him here too. I just... Yeah, we, we were talking about... He just seems like very one-dimensional. I feel like he has this whole conflict, which... I mean, it was interesting. His whole like he wants to mm-hmm. he he's Romani, but his his he had to leave his tribe for some unknown reason. He was in danger, and they, as a child, took him to this club and left him there to work, which is like not what their with people Evie's do. father, yeah, Ivo Jenner. So he's been working in the club, which is where we met him in Devil in Winter for many years, and he's really good at it. And he's great at math. He's great at math. He's great at like putting down fights. He's always one step ahead of everyone. Yeah, like he's really, really well cut out for this job. So he's been here for many years because he promised not to run away. And then also Sebastian was like, you're getting a cut of the club's profits. And he was like, no, because another Romani thing, he doesn't want like an excess of material possessions. And that includes money. But he has this good luck curse where money Mm -hmm. just comes to him. He can't get rid of it. He tries to make bad investments and then the investments are really good and he makes more money. This is the kind of person I want. That popped up at the end. I was like, oh, that was hilarious. It, like, brought that curse back around. Um, and I thought that was good. And then also just how, like, the Hathaways are very unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just a disaster. Rip um, the Hathaways. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> pairing Amelia so, like, and him, I thought it, Cam it worked. was interesting yeah. at first. But then after a while, I was kind of like, okay, so your whole thing is that you want to leave, but you're, like, conflicted about that. Mm-hmm. And then he's got his whole, like, Irish heritage that's keeping him in play, which, like, okay, so we're really was- leaning into the, like, heritage thing, which I don't know that I always agree with, like, nature versus nurture and all of that. And then on top of that, as soon as he accepts Amelia, yeah, it's, like, a very, like, he has this whole thing where he, like, goes out into the woods and is thinking about Amelia and then instantly is, like, you know what, never mind, I'm gonna marry her. She's, She's like, gonna everything's be my changed. Wife. Yeah. Which, honestly, I don't mind a moment like that where... There's like the sudden like, I don't mind because we don't have to deal with all of the, deal like, with it exactly. You like, know, oh, I like, don't want to whatever. I appreciate yeah. that. It, I just like I I felt like we needed a catalyst for that. Yeah, I felt like we needed deeper conversations between Amelia and Cam 
Yeah. Um, because I didn't really get the sense that they like really knew each other. It was definitely insta lust. Yeah. Um, you know, that they, they looked each other across like the road and like were always drawn to each other's eyes and stuff. Um, but I never had them just like really deeply talk. Yeah, no, I felt like the connection. Yeah. The, the, like the initial spark. Yeah. But then I I don't know. I was kind of I was like, oh, he's gonna marry. But like there was no moment. Yeah. Like I wanted a thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Rather than just like him contemplating, and he did. I mean, I, I, I'm sure something did happen, but it was small enough that I literally don't well, remember it. It was really. He has a moment where he's like, "This everything has changed." Yeah, I, but wasn't it just like? I think either it was the sex or no, because he had decided before the sex. It was before that. Because um, remember, he like goes off into the woods and he has his whole moment, and then you cut to Amelia in bed, and all of a sudden he comes into her room and is like, "We need to follow this path where it leads." Yeah. So then that was the sex. Yeah, that was very confusing because she was like, I don't know how he even knew because she like opened her window because she was like sweating and she was like hot. She was like woke up from a dream or like she couldn't sleep something. She like opened her window and then he like walked through her door and I was like, "Oh, he's here." And then he was like, "Let's." Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they had, like, a conversation about – but, like, you never saw the sh- – like, you're right. You never saw the shift in either of them to where you'd be like, oh, yeah, they were totally cool with, like, going to I mean, you saw it in – well, the sex, I guess I didn't see the shift for Amelia. You saw Amelia decide. Like, yes. you knew the moment Amelia decided, you know what, I am going to marry Cam because yep. she'd kind of been going back and forth about it. That makes yeah. – I wanted that for Cam, I think, was the problem. Mm-hmm. Where I was a little bit lost when he suddenly decided to give up his entire life plan of, like, going back to find his tribe mm-hmm. and living as a, a, a rom. And instead mm-hmm. is now, like, never mind, I'm going to marry this – like, yeah. wh- what was the thing? <laughs> I wanted he the was, thing. Because he, he was so opposed. Right. And then it was, like, a very quick – switch and obviously like i guess love can do that i wouldn't freaking know but they hadn't gotten um, to know each other well enough y- exactly that i could and believe I, it i did love when he was like little sister he was like calling like her siblings his siblings like that was cute um and like how he started to like i don't know there were a lot of things so, i really did part, enjoy. i like the be way part he of the family became a part of the family mm-hmm. yeah it i felt like something was missing but i was also just like you know, like, because you said you liked the beginning and then it kind of fizzled. And I actually liked the end, like, the middle half on more than yeah. I liked the beginning. Um, because I did like, like, like I said, like, I'm totally okay with him just being like, I'm a marrier and we're not going to deal with that. And we didn't really get a breakup. I felt their connection um, at the beginning. And then by yeah. the end, I was like, so you're just hooking up. But like, I mean, it's not that they never talked. They had conversations, mm-hmm. but it just didn't. I didn't feel their relationship progressed to a point where they were emotionally yeah. involved enough to just decide to get that, married. That, I do agree. And so yeah. I felt the beginning and the insta-lust and, like, the tension I thought was really good. And then after they had hooked up, I was like, okay. Like, shoot, the whole thing with his ring I thought was really cute. Mm-hmm. You know, Lisa and her the ri- tokens. And also the the ribbon never came back up. When their first yeah, meeting, he, what happened he, to like, her ribbon? Cut, he cut her ribbon off, which I bookmarked because I eat that shit up. Um, I was like, oh my god, he like cut her ribbon off, and then she like mentioned it, but like he like obviously kind of like denied it a little bit, but he never like it was never like on his person or like there was never a scene where she like found it and was like, oh, like she I guess because yeah. she just knew he took it, like there was no mystery about it, like she just knew that he was like into her and <laughs> stole her ribbon. Yeah. Um, I wanted more of that. Yeah, because I did think that that was fun. Um, like. Cause I I I really liked in the second half like the um, him doing like the littler things and like I liked her progression with the Leo's character and like how she kind of learned to um, both understand that she can be angry at someone but also still understand that they're grieving and I liked how someone called her out for being a martyr and then she kind of worked through that that she didn't always have to be this mother figure like someone else could take care of her um, which when Cam was like you need to eat and like fed. That's always a good scene for me. Um, so yeah, not not my favorite Lisa ever, but I was actually pleasantly surprised with how it ended. There was like no breakup, like I mentioned. Um, a little dramatic, random moment See, at the end. And here we go because <laughs> Lisa loves yeah a dramatic external third act, which mm-hmm. I eat it. I, I eat it up. Yeah. Uh, the secrets of a summer night, wild. 
trains collapsing, buildings on fire. There was a lot. He thought he was gonna die in that building. Like, and I ate it up. I was like, this came out of nowhere. Love it. I love a dramatic, wildly out of left field Lisa Claypas third act. Forgot about that. Ghosts, I didn't see coming. And I feel like it might tie into the like kind of problematic like mysticism thing because it was tied to the like, oh, Cam knows what's going on because. This happened he to a person in his someone. tribe once. It's a ghost. He knows how to solve. Which I was like, uh, it just felt like a that. completely different novel. Yeah, it like was kind a of gothic kind of. Which I mean, I love ghosts, so I didn't entirely yeah. dislike this little plot line. Um, but it was kind of like, uh, oh, we're it's supernatural. <laughs> sure, all right. I I agree. I was taken aback when we saw so Leo's um fiance had died of scarlet fever um leo is he's gonna get a book i think he's maybe book three i don't know yeah, he's book four. um he's almost he's he book four um, I, I think so he's he's we i think we're getting the west ravenel effect of well this is very um, like yeah because this became before the ravenels so it, yep, it feels yep. like a very like it feels that mm-hmm. you have the wastrel brother who mm-hmm. has to spend some books pulling himself together you have the uh the sickbed sub romance yep. or uh, subplot romance with um, Mary Penn and Wynne that mm-hmm. starts developing in book one, and we'll see in book two. That felt like um, it's Winterborn very and Winterborn. Helen, um, what for West was he grieving anything? I can't remember what threw him into his. I don't think he was grieve. I think he was always just kind of just lost. I don't. I don't remember a specific. Oh, well, their whole thing is they had, like, a horrible childhood, both of them. Because remember – I had, uh, Okay, you don't remember. Um, Devin <laughs> and Wes, I don't remember, like, what it was that happened to their parents, but something ha- – they, oh. like, had a really awful childhood and were, like, getting yeah. passed around. They ended up in that school, which you get the yeah. background with in his and Phoebe's book because, like, that's why he was so awful to her mm-hmm. dead mm-hmm. husband is mm-hmm. because he was having a terrible time himself. You're right. Like, he just generally had had – both of them had had a really rough time growing up. And so it was inheriting the title that made Devin mm-hmm. – well, not initially, but once Kathleen ripped into him, he started getting invested. And then Devin pulled West out of it by, like, giving him a job and mm-hmm. getting him involved. And just just a note, I had started uh, Cold-Hearted Rake, and I – like I had started that one, I started the audiobook, and then I was like an hour into it, and I was like, "No, he's a dick. I don't like it." Um, I read reviews that, you know, solidified that, and I was like, "Nope." Um, and then I went back to it this past year, and I actually really liked that book. It was really good. Yeah, people um, like so. hate on Cold Hearted Rake, and yeah. I understand it's like the first book in a series, which yeah. is always with at least with Lisa Claypus, but I've noticed with most authors, going to be a little bit shakier than the rest because mm-hmm. you have to establish. This one more. maybe fell into that too. Yeah, which I expected night. going in, and I had heard people yep. complain about Claypus's like if first heroine is always like the the motherly yeah character, which is true. But I identify as that character, mm-hmm. so I like Kathleen. I Annabelle, The Secrets of a Summer Night was also probably my fa- least favorite Wallflowers book, but I still liked it. Me too. Um, I still had a good time. I liked Annabelle. She was good. Uh, I don't think I really had an issue. It just wasn't like it didn't spark joy. I don't think like nothing. In that one. Well, but for me, even a uh, so far of the Lisa even a middling that I have read, even yeah. a mid tier Lisa Claypus yeah. is still. I mean, like I give yeah. it three stars, but that's compared to other Lisa Claypus. Yeah, I agree. If I were, we were talking about to that, other like, books, it might be four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like every like I've only despised like two Lorraine Heath books, but they're still very well written. Yeah, and like may- okay, maybe it's three. I'm thinking one more. Um, they're still well written and they're still compelling. There are just things that, like, right. personally, I don't like. Um, but Lisa, obviously, she's just... Right. Well, and that's this book for me, where I was like, I have mm-hmm. issues with it. I don't that's, love it. Yeah. I was kind of, like, towards the end, I was kind of like, okay, I just need to, like, kind of hurry up and finish this mm-hmm. book. I didn't super care. I think maybe if I would have read the or read via the audiobook, I maybe would have had more of an issue because I would have had to like sit and listen to everything. Whereas when I read a physical book, I can kind of like it's not like I skim, but I can kind of like choose where I want to devote more interest. I guess I I don't. Oh, see, I have the opposite. Oh, really? I have to read everything if I'm reading. Mm. 
I don't, there are no parts that I'm going to skip over. And it takes me longer because I'm really focusing. It takes me longer because I can't do anything else. Like, I was reading, like, half of the day yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I find I get more angry when I'm reading an audiobook. Oh. I just don't tend to get angry the way that you do. So this is not no, an issue don't. that I run into. But I, I, so this was, I, like, I had a good time. I thought it was fun. I liked Cam. He mm-hmm. did that thing with the ring. Um, <laughs> that was good. I posted on I liked the whole ring. I've bit. never seen My Best Friend's Wedding, but I have seen the scene from Be- My Best Friend's Wedding. That's what where, that was from? Yeah. She, it's Julia Roberts. I don't know the context. I'm assuming it's his ring that he's either going to propose to another woman with or something like Cameron that. Cameron Diaz. Um, sure. And she's got it stuck on her finger and she's like laying on the floor and she's like, it's stuck. And so he, in a close-up shot, takes her hand <laughs> Deep throats her ring finger, essentially, and then uses his teeth to pull it off of her finger and then, like, pulls the ring out of his mouth. And Cam literally – she's like, it won't come off. And Cam literally – I think it's, like, he's the like, second time. Because he, like, the first time he just takes it off of her. Yeah. Um, After he makes her orgasm and that relaxes her enough to get it off. He's, yeah, he's like, you need to relax. And then – because, like, right. she's, like, very stressed. And then after her multiple orgasms, um, just it just slides right off. But there's another time when mm-hmm. he, he he takes it off with his ma- – he does that, where he, like, takes mm-hmm. it off with his teeth. Because he was, like, he, like you have to wear it. around it. <laughs> he's like, well, you have to wear it while we have sex. Hot. We can take it off after. It's hot. Um, Just <laughs> – it was very hot. It was I, hot. I really enjoyed the sex scenes in this book. There were many. I enjoyed There were more than I thought there were going to be. Um, Lisa Clay always really surprises lo- me. I know. I enjoy I, that I second scene. I forget how steamy her books are every time. It – I I mean, Devil in uh, – is it Devil in Disguise, her latest one? That one? Face Sitting 69, I think. It had some – it had some moments. Um, I didn't really love that book. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah. That's another one that I was like – I had a good time. Oh, see, I loved that one. But that was like a three-star for me. It's a, He has amnesia. <laughs> so I didn't mind the amnesia. That wasn't – I just didn't really mm-hmm. – it was not my vibe. Um, I actually – I actually really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where were we? Oh, I I liked Cam. I really did like Amelia. Um, mm-hmm. We had we were talking about this earlier, but I she was a lot more layered. She was. I think she had a lot going on. I think she manages to pull off the like bossy older sister, which but still me, endearing. And- that is still like, but she's humble enough that like yeah, to a certain extent it is because she thinks she knows better than everyone. But it's very clearly from a place of like. I want to take care of you and not from a place of I just know better than you so I'm going to like get off on telling you what to do. And I like that she she wasn't a pushover like she um she understood when she was angry and like she let herself be angry a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Like um a lot of times like when dealing with Leo you would maybe see the character just kind of like always make excuses when obviously he's grieving. He's going through a lot of stuff. Um but he was also making life extremely hard. For his family and there were dangerous right. situations. Like she was in the right when she yeah. was. Yeah. And so she was able to voice her opinions but then also apologize. And also like the one time she just gave him a hug um, mm-hmm. when she – like when she was like I'm angry at him but also like he just needs alive. a hug. Yeah. Well, and also there were multiple times where she would check herself where like she was about yep. to go off on him. And exactly. Then at least once it was because Cam like kind of shook his head mm-hmm. at her like now is not the time. And she had – the like ability to like put her feelings aside for a second and just say like I will go off on him later about this because I am angry but now is not the moment that I have to do that so mm-hmm. like I I I liked her as a character I I I did too and again I think she had a lot of depth and um the interactions with the sisters I mean she was going through a lot like one of her sisters mm-hmm. after uh, their parents died and after scarlet fever ravaged uh the siblings uh, she started having compulsions to steal things. Uh, so she's got to deal with that because then her sister's stealing things that um, could get them all in trouble and it could be a very bad situation. Um, her one sister, Wynn, uh, had scarlet fever and now her lungs are very weak. So she's always worried about um, her being okay. Uh, Poppy, I don't... Poppy didn't Poppy... have a ton. No. She was kind of just there vibing. She was doing, um, she was doing all right. I'll be and then curious Leo. about her book because I feel like she was yeah. the least developed of the characters to mm-hmm. me. But I think mm-hmm. we just spent a ton of time with her. Exactly. Because she was like the the middle one. Because like um, Beatrix was the – The youngest. Youngest. Yeah. Wynn was second to uh, Amelia, I think. Yeah. And then it was like Poppy and then that. And then Leo was the oldest. 
Um, and then he was obviously he was grieving his fiance who perished from the scarlet fever. Well, and, and also he, like their parents, their parents also, and they were they seemed like good parents. Like it wasn't like the terrible dead father. It yeah, was just no, like the, it was like their parents <laughs> were just are dead. dead. Um, yeah, and he's just inherited a title. Like there was mm-hmm. a, a lot. And I don't think they ever was, expected him to inherit the title either, right? No, it was um, multiple people had died. Yeah. The, it was like a bad luck curse. <laughs> that was another thing I added to my list of like for future bingo points. <laughs> I was like, ah, the classic multiple people have died all of a sudden and you Therefore, inherited you a title that you never yep. and expected to have. It, it was really funny because normally you get like the cousin who's like trying to steal it. But this time the cousin was like, no, I don't want it. You have to have it. I thought that was funny. Um, And then he kind of like embraced the spiral that every past um, one title holder had had. So like he was like, I'm just going to take this curse and let it take me. Um, Because he was dealing with essentially suicidal ideation this entire book. Yeah. So Leo's an interesting uh, character to me. Content warning for the end too. Yeah. he's. Um, It's not quite attempted suicide, but it's like mm -hmm. he has the intention Mm-hmm. And it's list like there's the conversations on page. Yeah, like um, he has so gone to this place and brought a gun. Like he is intending to do it. He is telling her like just you're gonna have to move on. I'm going to, mm-hmm. and he doesn't go through with it or even attempt it. But and he that's is where about the ghost to. comes in. Yeah, and then there's the ghost. It's, um, yeah. Anyway, but the point is, I really liked Amelia. I do. I do mm-hmm. think Leo's interesting, which is I had just read a. I'm we were talking about this a review that I really didn't like. Mm. The way that, like, the things that they were criticizing the book for, which, like, I'm, I'm, I totally get why you wouldn't like this book, but just that particular review, yes. all the things they said really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and one of their things was how much they hated Leo and wanted him to just, like, get dragged behind one of his taverns and killed. And I was like, <sighs> I understand being really frustrated with Leo and even just not yeah. liking him. And at the beginning, you didn't know what was going on. Right. Um, you, it, that wasn't the fiance thing wasn't revealed until, like, maybe a quarter way through or something like that. Right. Um, but, but after that, I was like, oh. <laughs> well, and like, I and I understood, like, Amelia, I think her position makes sense where she's like, mm-hmm. I love you and I care about you and I want you to be okay. But I am also incredibly angry at you mm-hmm. for and there's putting the- your family in this position. Yeah. Because, like, if he dies, he's the only They, they male don't have left. the title. Yeah. They don't have the title and they also don't have, like, a father or Money. other brother or anybody mm-hmm. else to, like, so it's 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 the Bennett family, but without Mr. Bennett, right? Like it's yeah. just a bunch of young women. Um, so not only can it just like Leo has to be alive for that purpose, but also like he's their brother. Like they they want yeah. him to be and he okay. was and he was a great brother. Like he was before, very attentive. Yeah. And he would, yes, before. Um, and so like they were like if it's like happened in person, like you know when like a shift has occurred and like it's very like you're grieving that loss too, and then you become your new person with both the grief and the pre like right his metamorphosis into whatever character he's going to be in book four um was started here and i'm intrigued to see where he is in like book two and right. book three so he's like um, awful throughout this book like mm-hmm. he does really irresponsible horrible things mm-hmm. and like puts his family in a really awful position multiple and it, times and, it, and like burns the house down like yeah he's not good but no. i like that review rubbed me the wrong way just because they were like really railing against him and just wanted yeah. him to die. And I was like, I think there's a lot going on <laughs> with Leo that isn't he's literally suicidal. Yeah. And like And like I I had my first assumption of him when we were first introduced mm-hmm. and like of how that was gonna go. And then by reading the book, it completely changed. And like you were rooting for him. Right. And you understood, but you were also angry, but like But you it was want nuanced. him to get better. There was yeah. You don't want him to die. He's not the villain. Yeah. He is someone who no. is really struggling. And I've we've read characters where there's no real reason for them to be that bad, so they are just straight up the villain. And maybe if they don't get their, you know, comeuppance, then I'll be angry. I mean, it's happened a lot. But in this case, I mean I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty dramatic person. Um, so like I understand maybe at the beginning, but I think after reading like the whole thing. It'd be really right. like hard you don't have to, to like Leo, yeah. But I, it's really bold to be like, I wish he would have died. Like, uh Christopher Frost, on the other hand, he could have <laughs> stayed in that Frost fire. Christopher Frost could have <laughs> walked into the B room, and I'd have been. I cool was with so close. I was like so close to texting Caroline. I'm like, what if he just stays in the fire? But I was like, hey, that's being too mean. Well, and, and that's actually wasn't. was before he like said all of his horrible things to yeah. him that so you I, wanted so- him to die. I was just like, ah. See, that's where I'm dramatic, you know? So, see, like, 
but so I was like, I'm going to tame it back. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> I don't have to. Cause he was, and then, so we're, we're also intrigued in that sense because he didn't get any, like he just yeah, ran. Yeah. What happened to Christopher Frost? Is he coming back later or is he just, I don't gone? know. I, I don't know. I mean, I hope like, I suppose I didn't care enough about him at the end. Like, no, like, I didn't in really relevance to the plot care. to like be angry that he didn't like, I don't know. He was get like punched out multiple times. I don't know. Um, because I had other things to deal with at the end. But I would be intrigued just to see if he comes back. I just want to know. Like, well, it's just because we know Lisa deals with her villains, typically. Yeah. Even if it's not as satisfactory as we want. Mm-hmm. Like, um, is it Secrets of... Yeah, it's Secrets of a Summer Night that we don't see the villain get stabbed with a pair of scissors. Yeah. But, like, we hear about it. It's dealt mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wait, where did he go? Like, is he coming back? Well, or is he just like, ah, oh, she just didn't want to deal with him. He just ran yeah, off. Yeah, well... Because he can technically go still be a good architect, right? Yeah, like, he he's could fine. still, like, have a career and, like, be okay. He just won't have what he was searching for in the, the house. Um, but I was just like, okay, he just ran out. <laughs> Bye. I don't know. If you've read the rest of the Hathaways, I guess you already yeah. know. Mm-hmm. I just want to know um, what happened to Christopher Frost. Also, I didn't realize that, like, bee colonies are, like, that big. Yeah. I was like, two... Yeah. Like, how many bees? Yeah. 200,000? <laughs> like, how... I also loved how she was scared of them, and so then when she saw them, he had to, like, carry her out, and that was, like, the first sweetheart. I was like, oh. I read two fun. books back-to-back where there was a bee scene. Oh, really? Maybe bees should be another bees? historical romance bingo. <laughs> you would get at least Anthony Bridgerton. Yeah, I was gonna say, we've got three now. We've got Nichols. We've got Nichols. Um, bees. Oh, and there's, um... The Virginia Heath, um, I think they're technically wasps, but they, on the cover they look like bees. Oh well. Um, so there you go, bees. Oh, and um, 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 the Karen keeping, Karen feeding of waspish widows by Olivia Wait. One of them is a beekeeper. Oh, that's fun. I would be a hor- That would be a terrifying profession. I won't lie. I read the book and I was like, could I be a beekeeper? Like, I wanted to have a bunch of little friendly bees that I oh, was friends with. I in practice, am- I could not do it no i would i want like the, the calming i feel like it'd be very calming um also bees do die in this book Just, yeah i, I wonder if that's a thing was, that people are upset about cam like, i don't know bring they need it for a, a poultice thing and so he, yeah he needs like bee venom and so they like boil them in this stuff and then crush they, like, the smush bees. them yeah and, they crush the bees uh-huh doesn't bother alive. me but i do feel like I asked you. I was like, "Did that stay?" In? I was like, "I don't know if that was because like it someone had mentioned there. like in a in a thing that like be, like a B scene was changed." I was like, "Was that the scene?" Because like, no, I'm gonna have to read my paperback copy to see what the mm-hmm. scene they're talking about is. But um, I guess yeah, if that is something that bothers and it, you, just yeah, you. it's not. Like, I think the they don't like take you through the process no. of it. It's just mentioned that he. But like, Beatrix, <laughs> Beatrix does have fun. She's like, "I liked killing the bees." <laughs> yeah. Which again, he was not just she killing bees for fun. No. He was making no. a, and a like poultice to help Mary yeah. Pins the wound that might kill him. Yeah, it didn't feel like unnecessary murdering no. of animals. No, it was just they crush a few bees. I <laughs> I think it's fine. Um, um, what were my other? Bees. I don't know. I thought it was like fine, but not my favorite. Lisa, I like yeah. the Hathaways. I like their family dynamic. Um. Very curious to see what Mary Penn's whole thing is. Yeah, well, I'm kind of scared because it was like, so, you know, they obviously are rearing into each other. He's like been desperately pining. And then for some reason, it's a dramatic, like devastating event yeah. takes Wynn away. And then when she comes back, now Mary Penn is like, I won't love anyone. Like, fuck this. And then she's now being courted by a seductive other person who I don't know if she's going to, like, see through it or, like, what's going to happen there. Um, And then he has to, like, obviously stop that. So I'm intrigued. I don't quite know what the devastating separation is. I don't know. I I just – you know I love the, like, secondary romance pining that gets their own book. We'll see. But he also is Romani, so that's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll have But I do like the Hathaways. I, like, I read the summaries for all the different books because mm. I pretty much always do that, even though it might spoil things. Oh. Like, when you read the summary for a later book and it spoils something for an earlier book. I've done it to myself before. I've done it with Sarah McLean. 
I just don't care. It's just a thing that I do. Um, because I want to uh, know see, who the main characters are. Oh, no, I oh, pay attention. I, I want to know who I should be paying attention to and what I should be picking up on for later. Um, and so we'll see when we read them which ones I end up preferring. But we know my preference for the wastrel yes, I'm brother excited. who improves and his romances with a, like, governess. Ooh, ooh I do like that. I think she's That's a governess pr- or like a companion, something like she yeah. might be a companion, but whatever that so maybe Beatrix at that point, if it's yeah, something, something like that. I think, I think it said she's a governess, whatever it is. <laughs> we'll see what happens people, to Leo, but I've heard a lot of people talk about Leo's book. So like, I'm excited. I really will eat up the wastrel brother who gets mm-hmm. his life together every time, apparently because West Ravenel. Mm-hmm. <sighs> his progression through that series is daddy. The things I would I'm let so West, Ra- West Raven I'll do to me. Mm. Anything and everything. <gasps> it's fine. Everything is so fine. Every- it's I'm and ag- I'm fine. And again, I just you know we get Westcliff, we get the Saint Vincent, we get Lillian. Westcliff was good. Lillian was good. I loved the little inclusion of um the fact that Merritt had there was like the evidence that Merritt had <sighs> been in Westcliff's study. Yeah, the little honey tar and the he was like he just couldn't resist her. Like, being in there, I was like, that's adorable. I also had re- – well, number one, I think I texted you that I was like, Sebastian makes an appearance yeah, very early he's already on. talked and about the Evie. entire time, he was just talking about Evie. Well, he was talking about sex and being clever. Which I thought was a fun conversation, too. It was a great conversation. And then he immediately was like, I love my wife so much. And mm-hmm. then was like, I'm actually going to go home right now. Can you finish up this work? And Cam is like, you're going to leave me to do the work? And he was like, well, one of us – isn't even fight. interested in having sex right now. <laughs> yeah. He's complaining about how bored he is of women. And one of us has a hot and ready young wife at home. <laughs> I'm going to go wanna, do that. I want to be a hot and ready young wife. <laughs> Bro, if Sebastian St. Vincent was my husband, <laughs> hot and ready all the time. Um, call me – what's like, that pizza? Oh, Little Caesars? Is it Little Caesars? Domino's? Call me Little Caesars. Um, <laughs> little Sebastians, if you will. <laughs> oh my God. Um, um, there's – the, so the conversation was that – so I, a, a great trope is that Cam was just demystified of sex and he was having too much of it and none of it was exciting and he was losing his sexual urges and he went to St. Vincent who has had a lot of urges in his day. Well, he has. Um, and, was, and it was like, hey, is this normal for like a guy at like 30 to just like not want sex? And St. Vincent was like, no. no? <laughs> what are you talking about? He was so concerned. <laughs> he was like, no. He's like – um. And then he had this thing where maybe not the best conversation, like part. Stop! Where it was, was like, funny. He was like, "If you try to, have it was, sex it was with funny." Ugly women. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Cause like they'll be like grateful." <laughs> Which stop! It was. He's so like, "You'll feel funny. good about yourself. Like you'll feel like you you're giving them." He's something. like, "It's new. It's intriguing. <laughs> They're really grateful." And Cam is like, "So your solution is to have sex with ugly women?" <laughs> and then he's like, "He's like, but." you have the same wife every night because he was like something new you know shake it up and then he's like well wives are different he does he's like like, "Mm, let me tell you different situation can't recommend wives enough especially my own (laughs) i just love it i love sebastian that conversation already took me out and then there was one that um before i had read this book i talk about sebastian with sand a lot Mm. Because she also loves Devil in Winter and Sebastian. And she we had been talking about what a wife guy he is and how in like mm-hmm. uh, Ravenel's when you see him, he's just like, Man, I miss Evie so much. What, you want me to sleep alone because Evie's not here? Guess I'll cry myself to sleep. Like <laughs> he's just pining for his wife. And then talking about how gauche it is to pine after his own wife. Mm-hmm. Um But she had sent me this scene from mine till midnight because she was like oh my god like this i think about this scene a lot whatever and she like screenshot it and sent it to me so i had already read the little passage but it still took me out in context which is when the saint vince or the whatever their last name is um when they show up at stony mm-hmm. cross park um and there's mention of phoebe who is just yes. at this point a little terror it's so cute and will be like perfectly happy and then all of a sudden like squalling and the only thing that will calm her down <laughs> is sebastian picking her up and cooing to her and being like oh my poor little darling like has someone displeased you has someone ignored you oh the insolence like my little princess she'll have whatever she wants, and that's the only thing that'll calm her down and then she'll like settle down and oh okay. Um, so, it was because he spoils I mean, her so excessively, and I cry. I love it. 
I, I love seeing the instances of those little children after having already read like the Ravenels and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just it's just real cute. Oh, I just love. Well, you know, I love a man with a child anyway, yes. but I especially yes. love a former hero mm-hmm. like wrapped around their daughter's thing. Maybe that's heteronormative bullshit of me. I don't really care. It makes me scream seeing Merritt hanging out in her dad's office because he can't reviews her and then sebastian just spoiling the fuck out of phoebe also every mention of like there are multiple characters who say it but i know sebastian was like when they had they they had phoebe and he was like well i guess it's my destiny to be loved by many red-haired women (laughs) yes uh also sebastian big girl dad energy Mm mm-hmm Mm -hmm. he just loves women anyway like not in a weird way but like genuinely he loves women it's so it's so good oh i i just love those little snippets and of course the hunts and the swifts you got mentioned just, of Daisy and Matthew. You, they they were mentioned at least. Daisy's having a little baby. They were gonna so that also took me out that they're like, well, Matthew's very tall and Daisy is very <laughs> small, so it's been a hard time. And then Lillian was like angry about it, and Westcliff was like, you you can't blame him for his size, and she's like, <laughs> I found that to be very fun because Westcliff was more more of the like average height. I love Westcliff. Um, so he's like short and, then- and not hot. Well, he's hot, yeah. but he's not, like, handsome. He's just mm-hmm. kind of interesting to look at. And then Lillian's, I think, above average. Like, she's the same height as yeah. Westcliff. Yeah, because then they say that um, the daughter is going to be, like, the spinning image of her merit. Um, with the big cinnamon eyes is what they kept saying. Um, but I would give my left hand to see um, Daisy and Matthew's pregnancy conversations. So... This I don't is know if we'll another instance more of that. we need to just delve into fan fiction. Ah, fucking, I know. God. Makes me so freaking sad. I know. <laughs> I know they're there. She mentioned them. I want to see more of West and Phoebe, personally. That's my... I know they do come back in later books in the Ravenel. Yeah. But they do. We see them. But I just want... Um, I want an epilogue. I want... Was there no epilogue? Uh, I don't... I don't know I if don't there was that. no epilogue. Or you want like a second epilogue or if it, you want like a – Whatever it was, it was – if there was an epilogue, I'm going to have to go back and look. But if there was one, it wasn't – Well, I did love the – in Chasing Cassandra, the whole what we got from West in that book. Oh, yeah. No, I I wept. But like yeah. – <laughs> That's why I mean like they I do wept. come up in later yeah. books. I just want to spend yeah. – I, I want them to get the Sebastian and Evie treatment. Yes, I just want to. Which see you just them have to, I time. think, write more books, and then I'm assuming we will. I maybe just want. I want a second epilogue. I want a novella of West and Phoebe and their babies hanging out. I want. <laughs> anyway, last mind till midnight thoughts. I didn't really. Um, I I gave it so you know I think it started maybe at like three and then it kind of went up to three and a half and I think I ended at like three point seven five like that was my vibe. Um, I liked your comment about. You know, in relation to other Lisa Claypuses, it's probably like a three. Um, but in general, I think the book itself was like a three point seven five. But definitely not my favorite. But um, I was more invested as I was reading, and I ended up having a good time. Yeah, I liked despite. it. it was, I thought it. I thought it was fine. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it it was Lisa Claypus too. Even though it wasn't mm-hmm. like amazing, the best Lisa, it was. I mean, phenomenally well written. Yeah, really like I don't interesting engaging I don't, character dynamics, etc. I don't know if it did everything that I thought Cam's book was going to do. I think yeah. I maybe had a little bit of a high expectation because people, when when people would talk about like the whole Daisy Cam Matthew Swift thing, they're like, "But Cam's book is so good," and like him, and so I was just, I don't know, really what I expected. But despite my expectations, it was different, but it was it was good. Yeah. So I'm excited to find a favorite in the series. I feel like Leo's book may governess does get me. I have high hopes for Leo, but I am open Mm -hmm. to enjoying the others. Me too. Okay. Well, this one wrapped up. Uh, We did it. Wrapped up. Um, And yeah, stay tuned for when we next week is the secret scientists of London. Yes. Yeah. So next week we have a very exciting episode. Mm-hmm. featuring a very special guest 
Yes, it was lovely. We did that earlier today, the day we were recording, and we just have to say that Elizabeth Everett is a very cool person. She's very cool. That was a really great conversation. It was. Um, so I'm excited for that episode. Yes. And that takes us into February. And then, and then we'll we have- be rearranging. We have, mm-hmm. we have some fun plans for Valentine's Day. We do. I'm pro doing Seduce Me at Sunrise a little bit earlier than we thought. Yeah. Um, because that will I'm I feel like it'll probably be the one after Elizabeth. After Everett, Elizabeth. I think yeah. we were gonna alternate and then we kind of forgot about it. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. But next mm-hmm. week will be a really fun, exciting episode. Um Yeah. And also if you're still listening, I think like if you have a suggestion and you want us to cover a book, mm-hmm. you can you can email us. us I feel like maybe dm email i feel like i'll see an email better than a dm yeah sometimes dms get lost because it'll be mm-hmm. like a request and like one of us will look at it yeah and then the other one won't know that it was the, it sometimes that's just harder mm-hmm. but we'll see an email and eventually yeah, even we'll like respond, we can maybe yeah or we can like create like a google form and if you have a book you can just submit the the response and then we can look that way um because after, after we get into march then we're kind of like you know depending on the strike and how that goes and all of that so yeah, we're kind of playing it right um, here well thank you so much for <laughs> yep sticking with us and we shall see you next time yep well tbr tuesday first i believe you are so right and we then, got that no yes no yes yeah because there's this none week- this week that we are recording mm-hmm. there will be when you are listening to this yes yes and if you don't know, that's just a wrap-up of all the books we've read from the past two weeks. That we recommend. Yep, that we recommend. Um, like, that includes arcs and contemporary. Yeah. Because um, our main episodes are mainly historical. Um, so that's a good way uh, to just get a lot of freaking recommendations because we cannot be tamed. Miley Cyrus has nothing on us. So, yeah. The end. <laughs> <laughs>